Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, digital sports producer for the Post-Gazette, here with Matt Venzel, our Penguins beat reporter, for a breaking news, uh, but also a long time coming news video on the hiring by the Penguins of Kyle Dubas. Matt, how are you? I'm great. I thought we'd be doing this about two weeks ago, uh, but here we are. They finally fired some or hired someone. It only took them 49 days, but they, they feel they got their guy. Absolutely. He is the new president of hockey operations. So, I mean, listen, he's a guy we've been talking about, the former Toronto Maple Leafs general manager, helped get them to the playoffs, is very well regarded in the industry. He's 37 years old. Um, we've been talking about him a lot, Matt, but you got a chance to, to meet with him on uh, Thursday afternoon after the hiring was announced, along with other reporters. What did you come out of that news conference knowing that maybe you didn't know before about him, given that we've been talking about him for so long. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what shone through the most was just who he is as a human being. Um, you know, you hear a lot about how he's a smart guy, and, and obviously you see the work he did in Toronto and how reliant he was on analytics. But um, he also was up there at this press conference and clearly articulated his vision for the team, Um, he talked glowingly about his time as a locker room attendant for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, who he ultimately became GM of when he was 26. Um, you know, and he also talked about the importance of his family in, in this decision and how everything kind of fell apart with Toronto and why he ultimately ended up coming to Pittsburgh. So I think it just kind of showed through the, the personality there because you, you hear about someone like him from afar. He was with the Leafs for a long, long time. Um, he gets painted as like an analytics guy. And I don't know if there's still a stereotype of that or not, but I think it just kind of showed that this guy is smart, he's passionate, and he's a human being. Um, you know, we can debate about whether or not it's the right hire hockey-wise. We probably won't know the answer to that for a few years. But, you know, he struck me as a, as a pretty smart, savvy, decent guy. And, um, you know, we'll see how things go from here. What's your understanding of how this all came together and why he was the guy that the Penguins liked ultimately after so many interviews and, and so much time spent on this search? Yeah, it's been it's been fascinating how all this played out. I mean, there was, you know, rumblings that this would be a guy that they would go for before they had even fired Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. It all kind of hinged on what happened in Toronto. And the fact that the Leafs won that playoff series and they were trying to bring Dubas back, it just kind of pushed everything further and further along. And, you know, by all accounts, the Pens were, you know, well into their second round of interviews and, and maybe even nearing a decision when, you know, everything changed there in Toronto and became free and they immediately pounced on Dubas. And, um, you know, it sure seems like at that point um, they were all in on him. They had to sell him. Uh, he talked uh, on Thursday about, um, you know, they flew him to Boston to meet with Tom Henry Um, or John Henry, Tom Warner, Dave Beeston from FSG. He came to Pittsburgh, spent some time with Sidney Crosby and Mike Sullivan, and that really seemed to resonate with them and kind of, you know, further strengthen 
his decision to take this opportunity. And then, you know, the Pens had to kind of wine and dine his wife a little bit. I, I don't know if they wine and dine him, so to speak, but they were showing him around town, trying to convince them that this was a place they would want to move their young family to. So, you know, that's kind of everything that's taken place here in the last two weeks. You know, Dubas said um, he made the decision earlier this week to take the job, and it sounds like maybe it just took a couple of days to finalize it and get the FSG brass in here for a press conference on Thursday. So that's kind of the blow by blow. But, you know, I think it's fair to say that it looked like they were probably going to hire someone else because they couldn't wait any longer. Um, you know, and then Dubas became free a couple of weeks ago, and, and here we are today. Of course, this is Brian Burke's job that he's taking, um, not Ron Hextall's job. He's, I believe there was there was talk. In title, in title. In title, right. That, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at here is, um, you know, they're still talking about hiring a general manager, but, you know, Brian Burke, no one really knew what he did, right? And, and everyone looked at Ron Hextall as the decision maker in that, um, you know, GM's role. What, what do you think that this front office, how do you think it's going to compare and contrast to what, Penguins fans got used to under the last regime. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about some of the job titles in many of these cases. Um, you know, sometimes like look what the Flyers are doing. They brought in Keith Jones recently to be their president of hockey ops. For them, he's going to have some main, some say in hockey decisions, of course. But for for them, it's he's going to have his hands in business and a lot of other things. It's almost like an ambassador position, and that's what Brian Burke was kind of like here. You know, Brian Burke has experience as a lawyer. He's run other teams. So he had his hands in a little bit of everything. And obviously he was there as, as a confidant for Ron Hextall as well. But make no mistake, Hextall was the one making the decisions. Now, you know, at least in the short term, this is Cal Dubas's show. Um, you know, he talked about finding a, a progressive general manager. So that leads me to believe that maybe this is a, a rising younger GM candidate. Um, kind of like what he was a few years ago, who's going to come in, work under Dubas, but it's going to be Dubas's show. And it'll be interesting what happens down the road. I mean, Dubas is only 37. You know, he hasn't said anything like this, but, you know, maybe in a few years or 10 years, he's kind of like, maybe I want to try something else. And, and within Fenway, um, that's one appealing thing about Fenway is they have the Red Sox, they have Liverpool. There's a lot of different things that someone can get involved in. So maybe it's a scenario where Dubas is eventually groomed somebody who takes over as the lead hockey decision maker. But for the next few years, it's Dubas' show, and he's just trying to find someone, uh, probably multiple people, who will fit in well as he builds out the infrastructure of the Penguins front office. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specrite para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Who are some names to look at in that in that GM search, whatever the role ends up being? But who who are some names you think that they they might be interested in in chasing and, and adding to that you know that management group? Yeah, I'm not really sure about specific names for the GM position because you do wonder about like the people who are finalists for the job that Dubas ultimately got, whatever you want to say the title is. Um, I'm assuming they're probably all going to be off the table. Maybe that's going to end up being wrong. Um, you know, they did talk to some some people from New Jersey's front office, like Megan Duggan, for example. You worry about if someone like her could be in the mix. Um, 
But one name to definitely watch, I don't know if it's for the GM position, but maybe assistant GM, is Jason Spezza. Uh, he's the former player for um, Ottawa, finished his career in Toronto, had a great relationship with Dubas. Dubas brought him in as an advisor after uh, Spezza retired. And Spezza walked away from the leaves when they, uh, when they moved on from Dubas. So there might be some contractual stuff they need to sort out. But I definitely think that's one name to watch. I just would be surprised if they put him in as the GM. It's probably looking as more of a assistant GM type position or, or some other, you know, special advisor type role. You mentioned analytics, and and that's partly what Kyle Dubas is known for. I, I think some fans, especially the more analytically inclined within the fan base, felt that that was somewhere the the Penguins were dropping the ball under Ron Hextall, and there was a lot of decisions being made on, you know, relationships, maybe eye test type of stuff. What's your sense of, of where analytics are going to fit into this front office compared to where they were under the last regime? Yeah, I think they're going to be a big part of it, but I don't think they're going to be the be all end all. Um, that certainly wasn't the case in Toronto. Now you wonder how much of that was Dubas versus Brendan Shanahan, who was his boss there. But the way Dubas uh, articulated at his press conference is that analytics are something that can help everyone in the organization from the players to the coaching staff to, to player development, um, you know, player health recovery, scouting. I mean, so the way he sees it is analytics are going to have a big part of everything. And they're also going to help to break down some of the silos that could be there within the Penguins organization. He said, that's kind of what happened previously in Toronto. Um, you know, he met briefly uh, with the Penguins, very small analytics staff, and that's surely an area that they're going to look to build out, especially when you look at the Fenway Sports Group ties. I mean, you know, look at that Red Sox title, you know, two decades ago that was largely um, built off of analytics. So it's going to be a big part of it. But, you know, Dubas is not just all a numbers cruncher. I mean, this guy is a passionate hockey guy. Um, he played hockey as a kid. He had to stop playing, I believe, at age 14 because of concussions. I mean, this this guy cares about the game. He loves the game. Uh, his family has ties in the game for a long, long time. So he's not just some like nerd like me, um, you know, who's going to pull up natural stat trick or whatever and be like, oh, this is what we got to do. There, there is some hockey knowledge there. It's not just numbers with him. Well, I, I love I love stat trick as a uh, as a term. Got to try, try to find more ways to to use it. But um, Matt, I also wanted to ask about Mike Sullivan. You tweeted during the news conference that you got the sense that he's safe. I guess my question for you is how safe? Because this is going to be his third management regime now, um, and, and we know that in hockey, the coaches often don't have shelf lives when uh, you know a management team turns over. So, what's your sense of of Sullivan's? Um, maybe longer term place in the franchise, you know, assuming maybe I, I don't want to make any assumptions. What, what was your read? Yeah. So Dubas didn't explicitly say that Sullivan would be back, but that's because he didn't need to. I mean, he spent a big chunk of his press conference talking about um, the respect he has for Sullivan and, and how meeting with Sullivan and hearing from Sullivan about his vision for the team and, and Sullivan's competitive nature, um, you know, kind of made him, want to come to Pittsburgh even more. And he talked about how such a great coach he is. So um, Sullivan's going to be back in case you were wondering. I mean, he did help pick Dubas. He did have a big hand in the search. So we kind of assumed that all along. So he's going to be back. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to wonder um, what happens going forward if the results aren't there on the ice. I mean, Sullivan's um, shortcomings or, or would-be shortcomings are well-documented just in terms of um, – 
how inflexible he was with the way the Penguins have played in recent years as they got older. Um, you know, one of the criticisms is him and not trusting young players. Flip side of that is what young players did he have to trust. But still, I mean, there's certain areas where uh, he's going to have to get on the same page as Cal Dubas. Um, they're going to have to have common ground. I do think Sullivan is going to have to show more flexibility in some of the things we just talked about. So, again, it's results-based. If the Penguins, you know, bounce back next year and have a strong regular season, um, you know, he should be in pretty good standing. But if the team struggles or there's a slow start, just like pretty much every other coach in the league, um, you know, then we can start to wonder about his future. There seemed to be a, a lot of what I'd call happy talk in the news conference about trying to compete and and go for it while you still have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang as, as the core of this team with with starting to look toward the future and what comes after those guys. Um, you know, what's what's your sense of what that's going to look like in terms of, of the day-to-day and, and the big-picture decision-making? Um, you know, how, how might philosophies change for the Penguins? And is it a matter of maybe – you get to a trade deadline and you're not willing to make trades you used to in the past because you want to keep more of your assets in place? Or What, what do you think that that's going to look like under Kyle Dubas? Sure. I mean, I, I think all the candidates um, who came into the search process probably understood that they would have to pitch Fenway Sports Group on building around Crosby, Malcolm, and Letang. I mean, FSG just go, gave those guys big contracts and no trade clauses, um, them being Malcolm and, and Letang last summer. Um, and their their view of 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 what they want to do has not changed. So I think everyone who interviewed kind of knew that they would have to work around that. And plus, there's the no trade clauses. So Dubas said he's looking at a two prong plan, um, trying to give them everything they need to compete. Now he talked about the big decision and goal. You know, he wants to meet with Tristan Jari to get to know him personally. He's going to talk to Mike Sullivan, Andy Kyoto, the goalie coach, about what to do there. They also mentioned big decisions on the blue line. Um, one of them being Ryan Dumoulin. He talked about the bottom six and building out the supporting cast, which, you know, you could argue he was not able to do there in Toronto. So we'll see if he can do it here. Um, but he also talked about the future, kind of building out the infrastructure of an organization and, and having this be, you know, a team that can not completely become the X generation Penguins once these guys moved on. And, and obviously that's easier said than done. Um, and, you know, that's what Hextall and Burke, said they wanted to do and obviously they're not here anymore so that's a tricky task but that's what he's going to try to do he's going to try to win now while not mortgaging everything but uh, his moves will be telling and you can look right at the number 14 overall pick in the dra- draft later this month i mean i think what they do with that pick whether they use it or, or they trade it um will, will give us a pretty good indication of how dubas plans to attack uh the next couple of years here what are you most curious about you know, looking into the summer that the, the Penguins have ahead of them? I think you mentioned the goaltender situation and, and the bottom six. I'm sure those would be at the, to- at the top of the list. Um, you know, but what, what, what are you most excited to see what he's, he's, he's got for some of these, these, I think they're pretty thick problems um, that, you know, a lot of people don't have great answers for when we're analyzing this team. Yeah, there's a few big ones. I mean, the goaltending thing is is a huge one, whether to commit to Tristan Jari or what their plan will be if they don't. Um, you know, there's, as you know, there's there's a bunch of guys who are locked in. I mean, there's eight players with some form of no trade protection, including Jeff Carter, uh, who ha- has Sue Greyhound ties as well. So that's kind of an interesting subplot. 
Um, Jeff Carter might have actually been a player when Cal Dubas was a locker room attendant as a teenager in, in Sault Ste. Marie. So that's a little subplot. Um, and then the supporting cast, like, you know, could they really have a big quote unquote hockey trade up their sleeve, whether it's a guy like Jeff Petrie or Jake Gensel or even Marcus Pedersen? I mean, guys who don't have full no move clauses or any at all. So I'm kind of fascinated to see just like how bold he is. And then also like how creative is he going to be with the contract stuff? I mean, one, one of his most uh, kind of, I don't know, one of his signature moves we should say in Toronto was, you know, he traded a first round pick to unload Patrick Marlowe's contract. Um, so he showed then that he was willing to be aggressive with draft capital to, to take it, you know, to, to fix the salary cap. So that's something Ron Hextall didn't want to do, obviously. We'll see if Dubas wants to do it. So I don't know if there's any one thing. It's just a question of like, as you said it, it's it's quite the mess he is willingly stepping into. And I'll just be curious to see what he identifies as the biggest problems and what he's willing to do to get the Penguins out of it. Because um, the previous regime, um, you know, they, they didn't really show much interest in, in making bold moves. Um, they kind of went with the status quo for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think there's there's going to be a lot to talk about, Matt. I th- the past couple of months we haven't had you on here because there hasn't been much going on, but that's about to change in the next couple of weeks once we get the Stanley Cup final behind us. I think there's going to be a lot of moves to talk about, so we're excited to have you back, and we're excited for you know what I hope will be an interesting summer to come. So thanks for stopping by, um, and, and we'll talk to you again soon, Matt. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun few weeks for sure. All right. And uh, just a reminder to everyone later today on the North Shore Drive with Chris Carter, we're going to have former Steeler Bryant McFadden talking about all things Steelers. So make sure you're signed up, subscribe for that, and make sure you tune in a little bit later in the afternoon. Um, Otherwise, I'll talk to you all myself next week. And uh, Matt, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you liked the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed it on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down in the description. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios.